What's up, everybody? Here, joined as always by Drew Schoenberger. Hi, Drew. Hello, Nolan. Um, we are back with another episode of the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. Um, we have missed the last couple weeks. One week was due to, um, how do you say, technical difficulties by one unnamed member of the podcast. Um, and then last week was due uh, to us being apart for Thanksgiving and busy with family gatherings and so on. So, Drew, how how, how have you been the last two weeks, huh? Oh, you know, I've uh, you know, I've been all right. You know, we've had some good uh, some good college football to talk about. Uh, yeah, we do, and I I think we can go ahead and jump right into the game uh, that we all watched last Saturday. You know, either, even if you're a Jayhawk or a Wildcat fan, your eyes were on uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan, Kansas. Tim Brando on the call uh, for the Dillon's Sunflower Showdown last week. Um, of course, the Cats win by 20. Not really an outcome anybody was surprised with. Uh, Kansas is vastly improved this year, but... Um, I don't think many people were expecting the Hawks to win. Uh, Will Howard had a pretty okay day. His numbers never seem to impress, but he always does just what's needed, especially with Deuce Vaughn breaking uh, a few big runs and Will finding Sammy Wheeler for a long touchdown pass. Um, Kansas looked like they had some momentum early, and it looked like it was going to be quite a good game. And then uh, Kansas State three and out. Punt is muffed on the five yard line, and then Kansas Kansas State goes and scores, um, and that that kind of was was the tail of the game. Uh, Kansas, what they did have a few good drives there in the first half. Uh, they were stymied a little bit there in the second half, but uh, twenty seven uh, to forty seven. Drew, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, you know, really to start the game, you give. Basically, give K State a free seven points. You muff a punt inside the ten, which is never what you want to do after forcing a three and out, which wasn't the way I was expecting the game to start. And then you trade touchdowns, and it's fourteen to seven. And you return a kickoff instead of just calling a fair catch or letting it go out of the end zone. And you get tackled inside the ten, get a holding call that puts you inside the five, and then you get holding in the end zone, which causes a safety. So you're down sixteen to seven mainly just on errors on your own part. And then it was 30 to 21 at half. And, you know, if you take away those nine points, KU had been even, but you just had those dumb mistakes that uh, cost you nine points and just kind of ran out of gas in the second half. I thought it could have been a lot closer if those things hadn't happened, but they did. And uh, I was pretty happy with how they performed overall, other than than those mistakes, given what happened against Texas last week. I didn't know what team was going to show up, but I – I thought the guys played well, and I thought K-State played uh, played pretty well, too. I mean, you look at Will Howard's numbers, and they weren't really that impressive, but these put up 47 points, and that's, you know, not it's not so easy. So, you know, good win by uh, K-State going into the Big 12 title game, and, you know, tough loss for KU, but, you know, still going to make a bowl game, and uh, we'll see we'll see in a week who they play. Uh, yeah, definitely. Heading into that, <clears throat> heading into that game, I was definitely worried about Kansas State needing to beat Kansas um, to make it to the Big 12 title game, but they were definitely a team who was uh, determined to make it to Arlington uh, next next Saturday. Um, uh, other games around the Big 12 happened just as really just as we expected them. Uh, I of course wanted Baylor to win, but 
Texas Texas did what they needed to do outside of a loss to TCU. Um, so we can go ahead move on. Drew, you wanna you wanna give pick pick updates where where, where the standings are? Yeah. So going into last week, Nolan was three games up on me. And I don't have the picks from the previous week up or from two weeks ago, but from last week, uh, I had a three and two week. I missed on Oklahoma State against West Virginia at Oklahoma State. And I also missed on Oklahoma against Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Nolan also had a three and two week, so he's still three games up on me. He had Baylor against Texas and Texas won. And he also was on me with Oklahoma State as they lost at home to West Virginia. That was pretty pretty surprising into the season there for this for uh Cowboys but uh yeah so Nolan's 27 and 17 and I'm uh, 24 and 20 so we'll see if we can catch back up yeah for sure and I think we decided we were going to go ahead and make this interesting um and pick all of the all of the conference championship games uh from the power five uh yeah. and possibly the American mm-hmm. so yeah. uh we'll go ahead jump right into that we'll go ahead go to um the Pac-12 title game. Um Washington, right, is playing It's Utah. Oh, Utah is playing uh USC, a game that Utah had won already. So, uh we'll go ahead and pick that one. Uh, I can I can start us off. Is that game in that game's in Las Vegas, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> Utah won last time. Uh, mainly due to, I would say, the home field. It was an insane environment. Um, it was a close game. Uh, Utah snuck it out, and Utah just has this way of winning win- winning these games against these really good teams. It's a bummer the Pac-12 kind of beat themselves up all year long, but USC put some pretty impressive wins in after that UCLA, uh, to name one, um, at UCLA. Now, I will say that Utah will probably have a bigger crowd there than USC. I don't know how well USC fans travel, but they don't just they don't seem to be as bought in as Utah. And I I do think Utah will have uh, the crowd advantage, but it's going to be different than being completely at home in Rice Eccles. Uh, so I will take USC to win that. I think they're a team that wants to make a statement and wants to get into the playoff and have a Pac-12 representative for the first time. Yeah. So. I don't think it would be the first time because I think didn't Washington make it one year and get raced by Bama? I think. Yeah, you're right. That's my bad. They they only scored 14 points, but yes. Yep. Yeah, but first time in a while for sure. Um, so I've kind of been back and forth on this. Um, USC obviously has a really good offense, probably one of the best in the country. Um, you know, Caleb Williams is playing out of his mind. He's probably going to win the Heisman now after. C.J. Stroud's disappointing performance on Saturday against Michigan. Um, USC's defense is pretty bad. They can't really stop anybody, but they're good at forcing turnovers. And Utah has been really the only team all year that's played USC that didn't turn it over much. And I just kind of think that that's going to happen again, and I think it's going to be a shootout. And, you know, sometimes some of these teams can't stay out of their own way when it comes to – you got to win and make a playoff. And I think I'm going to take Utah to win. You know, Utah had this thing last year with Oregon when they beat Oregon early in the season and they played again in the Pac-12 championship and people thought it'd be different. And then the same thing happened. So I'm going to pick Utah to pull off the upset here. I think that they're, 
I think if they can just take care of the ball, I think they can just win a shootout. But I think their defense is pretty good. But we'll, yeah, uh, for sure. We'll see. I think even then, if Utah wins, TCU doesn't need a win to make it into the into the title game. Before um, we move on, I think the top three are safe. I yeah. Think. So now, of course, we don't know who the top three is, but right now we would think it's it's uh, Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. Yep. In the top three. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we'll move to a title game that does not matter. Uh, the ACC title game, Clemson, uh, of course, losing to South Carolina last week, and then North Carolina losing to NC State. North Carolina is a seven seven and a half point underdog uh, in this game, and I, I do think Clemson will win this game. Uh, North Carolina, I don't think is great, but I do think they could make this close game. Uh, these two teams have they played before this season? Nope. Yeah, so I I, I think Clemson will win. I do think they're the better football team. Overall, Clemson fans will be uh, where this game is in Carolina, right? The NFL stadium. So, yeah, Bank of American Stadium in, in Charlotte. So it's a lot closer for North Carolina fans to uh, to make the trip. But <coughs> Clemson, I think Clemson will have, again, the crowd advantage here. And, and I, I think they'll win. I think they'll win by 10. I think they can cover that 7.5-point spread. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh Pretty disappointing that Clemson can't uh, winning possibly get into the playoff due to them uh, dropping a tough one to South Carolina a game they kind of blew. But I'm I'm 100 with you. North Carolina have been impressive. You know Drake May was really carrying them offensively, but their defense is pretty garbage. And the last two weeks, Drake May just hasn't been quite as good as he's needed to be, which isn't anything against him. It's just you know you can only carry your team so much, and Clemson. You know, offensively, he's been a little disappointing at times, but uh, North Carolina can't really defend anything, so they should move the ball fine. And Clemson still has one of the best defenses in the country, so I think they'll slow Drake May down. I think Clemson wins this one pretty big. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, we can talk about uh, the Big Ten championship game again. Uh, this is in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Purdue playing Michigan. Uh, Purdue fans are very faithful and they have the opportunity to pull off an upset in their home state. Uh, they are 16 and a half point dogs in a conference championship game. I think that just proves the disparity between the two uh, sides of the conference. Even then, I think the West is a weak half of, of a conference too, but it does have Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State in it. So Michigan is 16 and a half point favorites. Can Purdue pull off the upset? I want to say that they're going to make it close for three quarters of the game. Michigan will pull away, kind of how they do it. That is that is Michigan's mo. Uh, Purdue is unranked. Purdue enjoys upsetting top five opponents while they're unranked. Uh, ask ask uh, Ohio State mm-hmm. about that and and Penn State. So I ask them how that goes. So uh, this is uh, on Saturday. That Pac-12 game's on Friday, by the way. So this is on Saturday at seven on Fox. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to pick Michigan to win this one, but I don't think they're going to cover that 16 and a half point spread. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Purdue definitely uh, plays up to the competition for the most part in these games, just historically. However, I think Michigan's going to win and cover. I think that they're, I think that they're riding high. I don't really think that Purdue is the best team in the big 10 West, but they, you know, they beat the teams they needed to to get there and kind of got some help with Iowa losing, which thank God Iowa's not playing in this game. I just – I'm good with seeing that again. But, yeah, I think Michigan's going to – I think Michigan's going to blow them out. I'll be pretty – I probably won't be betting them to cover just because that's a really big number. But, like, last year 
Michigan played that garbage Iowa team and was only like an 11 point favorite. And now they're playing Purdue and that's like 16. So that's kind of telling of what, at least what the books think of this Purdue team. So they have a really good quarterback. They're well coached, but outside of that, they're just way overmatched. So I think Michigan's going to kill them. Yeah, for sure. Um, SEC title game, number five, LSU, number one, Georgia. As of right now, number five, LSU. Again, they lost pretty pretty substantially to uh, A&M last week. Um, Georgia is favored by 17.5, so another huge spread here in this conference championship game. And uh, this game is in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Um, miss the days of the Georgia Dome, really do. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I don't think LSU can hang with Georgia. Georgia's the best team. They're en route to another national title. Um, and I think Georgia might might win this going away. Uh, LSU could pull off an upset, sure. That, that there is potential there, but I will I will take Georgia here to win. Seventeen and a half is a lot, but if there's a team that can beat LSU by seventeen and a half that's not named Texas A and M, then it is Georgia. <clears throat> yeah. Um Yeah, this line hasn't really moved much since because this game's been in place for about three weeks now, so you kinda have to look at headlines and their result against Texas A&M didn't really move the line much, maybe a point or two, but um, yeah, Texas A&M has a pretty good defense, so I could see Georgia having to settle for some field goals in the red zone, but I just don't know how LSU is going to move the ball. I think their offense is very run dependent, and their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, is a very good runner, and when he can get in space like he did against Bama, that's how they can pull off an upset, but Georgia's definitely like the best in the country at being able to stop stuff like that, so if they can't move the ball, Georgia's going to run away with it, so I... uh I agree with you there fully. All right. We will go ahead and talk about the American Conference Championship. Uh, Tulane, UCF, Tulane's three-point favorite at home. You know, the the American, uh, they play their conference championship games at the team that's a higher seed. Uh, So this is at Yulman, Yulman Stadium, 3 o'clock on ABC. Uh, ABC's got quite the slate, by the way. So uh, on Saturday, um, Uh, so Tulane three point spread. This game has already been played uh, in Yeoman UCF one. That's one of Tulane's only two blemishes on the season. Um, I do think Tulane can come out here and win. If they win, they get the New Year's Six bowl appearance. I, I I would like them. I would like to see Tulane in the New Year's Six bowl just to make me feel better about that loss in the Bill um, not too long ago. Which after watching K State play in several games this year um, should not have happened. But I will take. Tulane to win this one uh, by a field goal. I I, I like the them to co- uh, at least push that three point spread. All right, yeah, I uh, you know two good teams here. I don't really know a ton about them to like know how the game's really going to go. But this game already happened once, and I think I was on Tulane that game, and they lost. And I need to gain some games on you here, so I'm going to pick UCF. Uh, UCF has um, kind of punched up to their good competition. Like they beat Tulane, they beat Cincinnati, and they also lost to like Navy a couple weeks ago. Almost lost to USF last week, who's like two and ten or something like that. So I don't know. Maybe they just get up for these big games. So I'll take I'll take UCF to win. Also, I've seen some uh, some Willie Fritz to Georgia Tech stuff that might be going on. So maybe he's not all there. But I don't know. I'll take UCF for sure. For sure. So, um, disagreement there. 
which is good. You do you do need to come up here, and I, I do think we'll probably disagree on the outcome of this game. In Arlington, Texas, AT&T Stadium, 12-0 TCU playing 9-3 Kansas State. This game is a two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Cats fans are excited. Students sold out their allotment in three hours on Saturday. Um, this game's at 11 a.m. on ABC. Um, I'm going to take the Cats to win, obviously. I think it was fluky, TCU beating K-State. Um, the first time they played, um, Will, uh, Adrian Martinez gets hurt. Will Howard comes in. Will Howard gets hurt. Then Jake Rubley has to uh, come in in some relief duty. So we didn't have 100% Will Howard e- even on the, on that game, on that field. Um, but TCU also has been playing really good football recently. Uh, we saw them blow out Ohio State last week, uh, or Iowa State last week. They beat Baylor. Or they beat Texas in the defensive slug slugfest. They barely squeaked by Baylor with a last second field goal as time was expiring. Um, so I mean, TCU has won the games. They do deserve a lot of respect for that, right? So, uh, but I will, uh, I will take. Uh, Kansas State to win this game. I, I do think they are the better football team. Uh, just they've had a couple mistakes throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I think it definitely helps K-State that uh, Will Howard's in a quarterback. I know I know Adrian's hurt, but I've kind of just thought ever since Will came in in that first TCU game that I thought that he was just a better option. And I think that the way the games have played out, that kind of proves to be true. Um I do lean towards K-State here just because, like, with Will being in. Like, he came in against TCU and lit it up before he got hurt, and that game kind of flipped. He started against Oklahoma State, who isn't ranked anymore but was ranked top 10 at the time, won that game 48-0. Then then Will didn't play against Texas, and then he did play against Baylor, 31-3 win, beat West Virginia by three scores, beat KU by 20. So he's red and hot right now, so – just know that I actually do lean K-State to win, but since I need to make it up, I'm going to pick TCU. Um, I don't know. They beat what, they beat Iowa State by a lot last week, and that's an Iowa State team that's 4-8, and eight, but they've had a bunch of close games, and TCU kind of just blew them out. I think they put up 60 on them. Uh, I think TCU's defensive coordinator does a really good job, so maybe a second time seeing Will Howard, he'll be able to cheer some things up. So I'll pick TCU to win, but I don't feel great about it at all. I think K-State's actually right and higher right now than they are. And TCU might not need this game to still make the playoff. So I don't know. It's going to be a really good game. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, the big 12 title game last year was an exciting game too. So uh, that's this conference is just an exciting one to watch. It it, it does bring a good product onto the field uh, week in and week out uh, this year, especially. So uh, just going through it, um, we both picked Georgia to beat LSU. We both picked Clemson to beat North Carolina. Uh, we both picked Michigan to win. Uh, you picked UCF, I picked Tulane, and then you picked TCU. You didn't feel good about it, but I picked Kansas State to win the Big 12 title. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on Utah, you're on USC. Uh, yes, yes, so we do disagree there. Um, Moving on uh, to basketball, Kansas uh, has a pretty big matchup this, this weekend. Uh, against a top ten opponent in Indiana, this game is in Allen Fieldhouse, uh, so the you know the home field home court will provide a boost to Kansas. How good is this? How, how good is this team led by Grady Dick uh, with with some seniority with with Jalen Wilson? How how good are they? What's their ceiling? By the way, that game is on December seventeenth, 
So three weeks away, two weeks away, right? I think it's two weeks from this Saturday. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. big matchup. I okay. was going to I was gonna do their next big matchup in Kansas State's next big matchup. Okay, gotcha. Just making sure. They didn't think it was a Saturday. Um, yeah, I really like this KU team. Uh, took a tough loss to Tennessee. Not really too mad about it. DeWan Harris was in foul trouble the whole time. Tennessee has bigs. We really don't. That's our one big weakness. And we just didn't shoot well, and you're playing in a small gym. And, you know, shit happens. You're not going to win every game. So wasn't, you know, I'm always mad after a loss, but not too mad. Uh, anyway, Jalen Wilson is playing very well. I think he was a preseason first-team All-Big 12 guy, and he's definitely living up to that. Uh, Kevin McCuller transferred from Texas Tech's looking good. Uh, DeWan Harris is doing his thing. Not really, Not really scoring, but he's doing everything else. Uh, from passing the ball and just playing defense. Um, and, yeah, Grady Dick looks incredible. And there's some freshmen, uh, Ernest Uday, who's a center, and MJ Rice, who's a guard, who haven't seen the floor a ton because Bill Self kind of takes a while to get trust from freshmen sometimes. But uh, it's a very, very young team. I or I guess it's a mixture of young and old, but definitely a younger team than, say, last year. But I think if they can get the the bigs figured out, I think I think this team has a pretty high ceiling. Uh, the Indiana matchup is pretty is going to be pretty tough because they've got shooters and they've got Trace Jackson Davis, who's a great big man, and he's gonna he's gonna give us some trouble down low. So I do expect that to be a really good game. But at home, I think I think we'll win. On the road, I'd probably think we'd lose. So I don't know, especially yeah, early in the year. Sure. Maybe in March, I'd, you know, take us, but it's early. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I'll say this, uh, Seton Hall. And Missouri are the two uh, games in between. Uh, they're playing at Seton Hall this Thursday. Quick turnaround, Monday, Thursday game. And then, or no, they're playing at home against Seton Hall. Sorry. Then they're going to Missouri on Saturday. That's a tough two two games there, of course. You know, the rivalry, uh, Missouri, um, not obviously on the level yet that uh, they need to be. They are uh, 6-0, and undefeated right now. 7-0, and undefeated right now. Yep. Um, they're playing at Wichita State. Uh, tomorrow um, that is Kansas State's I would say their next big game of course they do have to go play Butler but they they play Wichita State this Saturday so uh, they're going to Butler uh, that is that will be you know the toughest I think the toughest test uh, for this team outside that LSU game which ended controversially um, but uh, I like I like Kansas State to go out there and win they're long they're athletic they're fast they play quick they they like to dunk so that game is on Fox Sports One um on on Wednesday at five thirty. And then they play at home against Wichita State. This is a game that was played in Wichita last year, but it was it was supposed to be a neutral field or neutral court environment in Intrust Bank Arena. So uh, for those of you who don't know how the series is set up, uh, they're playing uh, they played once in Intrust, uh, then they're going to go to Bramlage this week. Next year, they're going to be in Coke Arena. Uh, that's Wichita State's home court. I keep wanting to say field. I know you don't like that. Uh, and then they'll play at T-Mobile Arena, if it is still named that at the time, uh, two years from now so, or three years from now. So that's a fun matchup. That's a fun fun schedule there. So, I mean, we've talked about Kansas State already, and I don't see – I mean, I see a path here with the remaining games at Butler, home against Wichita State, home against Abilene Christian, home against Incarnate Ward in Kansas City against Nebraska, and then home against Radford. This is a Bruce Weber schedule that that um, 
that Jerome Tang inherited. And every time a lot of his press talks, uh, he always he tries to say that, right, that the only game they scheduled was the Cal game in Berkeley. Um, so I, I, I really think that they can start conference play against West Virginia undefeated, uh, maybe ranked, probably not, but, but, you know, then it, uh, then it gets tough. I mean, for Kansas state, you know, they're playing number two, Texas on the road, number six, Baylor on the road. So then you get into the big 12 grind, right? Um, so this, this will be a good test this Wednesday and and then another good test this Saturday, but the future's bright for this Cats team. Jerome Tang can coach. He's proven that, and turnovers has been a big struggle for them, but they're, I think they're working on fixing that. Uh, but if you continue to play the high-flying offense that you play, it'll be – it's tough, right, right to just right those wrongs. So do you have any thoughts on the Cats at all? Um, I watched some of the Nevada game and LSU game on that Twitch stream that that uh, guy was gracious enough to do, so we didn't, none of us had to – pay to watch on flow or whatever it was. So I watched part of it. Um, yeah. Like K-State's got dudes that they haven't had with Bruce or since, you know, since they won the big 12 in 2018, 19, whatever year that was. Um, I really like, obviously Noel's playing great. Keontae Johnson's a stud. I think that Naquan Tomlin guy is, uh, it's pretty versatile player. He's like six ten, but he can kind of handle, uh, and it just seems like a group that really likes uh, likes playing with each other. They look they look pretty good. I don't know, like they haven't like LSU is probably the best team they've played, and they seem like they're decently good. I think they're like top forty in Ken Palm, but nobody like great. But you're winning games, so that's that's pretty good. Um, and yeah, just a group that is really athletic and seems that they play together well, which is pretty uh, not like surprising. But sometimes it takes groups a while to gel, so that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, you mentioned that 2018 Big 12 title game. I I think this team is more talented uh, than that team. They just play different styles of basketball. Um, I will give them a shout-out. They were down by 11 to LSU at one point in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they clawed all the way back, made it a fun game, and then ended up pulling it out at the end. Um, I, I'm not sure how that worked out. Bad inbounds pass or something like that. Their so- shot didn't. What I saw was there was like less than three seconds left and LSU had enough time to get stopped at the top of the key, pass it and get a layup. And then on the review, the layup was just good, but then they ruled that the clock started like a second late. So they just said the game was over. So kind of screwy there, but if it had started on time, it probably wouldn't have counted. So I don't know. Weird, weird game. Looks like they're playing a freaking middle school gym on that broadcast, but yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's another Bruce Weber scheduled (laughs) thing. Um, but the team enjoyed their times in the Cayman islands and, um, they're coming back home now to the, the Manhattan and Jerome Tang was, you know, tweeting about Kansas beating Kansas or Kansas state beating Kansas this weekend and, um, saying that he would be there to support. And I mean, I, I do like this guy. So, bright future here ahead and how about this how about this let me let me just read this off to you six and oh kansas state currently based on win-loss record leading the big 12 um then nine and three kansas state in the big 12 title game Uh, this is an exciting time to be a k-state fan uh and i think i think a lot of k-state fans recognize that and are soaking it up too pretty good coaches for the two big money sports um and men's kansas state uh women's playing extremely well as well um 
just an exciting, exciting fall for the Cats fans. And hopefully that continues into the winter and maybe into March. Uh, who knows? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Kansas is looking up too, six and six. You know, they've got Bill Self still and coming off a national title game. Both both programs really making, moving in the right direction. The women's team is, again, very salty. So, um, it is it is you know it's exciting to be a fan of of one of these two teams for sure and the chiefs still winning oh yeah real quick the big 12 just in general to start this basketball season has been very awesome like texas killed gonzaga that was awesome for them uh oklahoma they lost their first game of the year to sam houston but they haven't lost since and they won whatever tournament they were playing i know it wasn't like a great field but they still won three games uh, Iowa State knocked off formerly number one North Carolina before losing to UConn, who's very good this year. Um, Texas Tech had a decent showing in Maui. I think they went one and two, but that field was really stacked. I think they played two ranked teams. And, yeah, I just think the Big 12 is really awesome this year. I think the only team that's been bad is, like, Oklahoma State. But, yeah, so really good yeah. uh, really good showing by the best conference in America, baby. So let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, and I do think TCU might might be underperforming a little bit. I mean, they're not losing, but uh, they are they are not the number 14 in the team in the country. They so the thing with them is Mike Miles, who's their stud point guard, got hurt like in their first or second game, which that doesn't excuse them losing to like Northwestern State, but then their second best player had like an eligibility thing cuz he signed with an agent cuz he was going to go pro and then he came back and he's out till like January. But once those guys are back, they'll like is it, they return everybody from last year, so they should be fine. But hopefully, hopefully that Northwestern State game doesn't like if they're a bubble team, like keep them out because that would that would mm-hmm. suck. I think they could make a run come March. Yeah, but and yeah, they they do have an opportunity this this Wednesday. They're in the big Big Twelve Big East battle, I believe is what it's called. But they're playing Providence at home, um, so there's an opportunity yeah. there to get a pretty big statement win. And um, they they did beat number twenty five Iowa as well, so. Um, but big 12, good, good basketball conference. If that surprises anybody. Um, but yeah, Drew, you got anything else to add here before we, we close this off. So the next time we record a podcast, we'll know who's in the playoff and who isn't. So you want to give a, you want to give your four who you think it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a tough one. I will say, I do think Georgia um, and Michigan are definitely safe. We'll see what the committee thinks about the Big 12. If if Kansas State just goes in there and absolutely wrecks TCU, which I don't think they will, but um, if Kansas State goes in there and win, what does the committee think about the Big 12? What do they think about TCU? We've seen the talking heads at ESPN saying TCU doesn't deserve to be even anywhere near number four um, based on who they played, which they uh, they don't understand. You know the Big 12 conference, and they they only care about big brand names. Um, but I will say that TCU could sneak in there at number four. Um, then it's it's crapshoot, right? So, so who are you picking? Are you picking Ohio State um, to go in? I think they're they're a good team. Um, can Alabama backdoor their way in? Alabama really hasn't beaten anybody this year. Um, Tennessee, two losses, bad to South Carolina. They're out. Uh, so it's it's a tough four and Clemson I don't think Clemson's in either they, they've got two losses and they're not playing a great team in their championship game so I don't know man this is this is tough uh, this is a tough choice uh, USC <laughs> we think might lose to Utah 
uh, you think might lose to Utah. I feel bad. You know, I, I'm a little uncomfortable picking them. Now, if USC beats Utah in Las Vegas, USC's in. If yeah, USC definitely. loses to you, yeah. If USC loses to Utah in Las Vegas, Ohio State's in. That those are my two things. So if SC beats Utah, SC's in. If SC loses, Ohio State's in. Those those are my four, right? So Georgia, Michigan, TCU, then Ohio State or USC. Okay. So I think Georgia will win. So I think that well, I guess if I was doing the rankings, I would have Michigan one because they have the best win, but. I don't really like if Georgia's number one, I'm not gonna throw a fit about it. Like it's Georgia. Like they're probably the best team. Like I don't and they have good wins too. So it's gonna be Georgia, Michigan, one, two. <clears throat> I picked TC to beat K State, so I'll stick with that and have them three. And then yeah, like if USC wins, they're in. But if they lose, I think it's I think it's only Ohio State. I don't I mean the committee has loved themselves some Bama, kind of overranking them a little bit. So we'll see how that plays out. But like if they put a two loss Bama and over a one loss Ohio state, like if this scenario happens, like Ohio state's one loss, sure. It was by a lot, but it was to a playoff team and Bama's two losses are to non-playoff teams. So I'm going to, I'm going to predict Ohio state to be the fourth team. So go Georgia, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio state. And I think, Either Ohio State or USC could at least, since with their offense, is probably two of the best in the country now that Tennessee uh, is probably not as good offensively without Hooker in there. Uh, you know, could be interesting to see how that would go against Georgia. But, um, yeah, and I think Michigan-TCU would be a fun game as well. So, I do, what I'm hoping I do for, get Bama out of the playoff. I don't want them. They're, they're a very good team, but they're not as good as normal. Yeah. We don't and need don't it. Have- they don't have the resume to put them in. I agree. Their with best you. wins a Big Twelve team. Come on. Yeah, who's three loss Big Twelve team four. as well. So four, four loss. You're right. Yeah, four loss Big Twelve team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to ask you: Are you prepared for a rematch of Michigan and Georgia in a national title game? Though, like, do you think that would be a good game? No, absolutely not. I think it'd be a blowout. I don't. I don't know. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Michigan is the same team from last year, and Stetson Bennett has played like a man possessed all year long. Um, and yeah, we saw yeah, what happened. Well. Yeah, and we we saw what happened last year, right? So, um, my thing, like with Michigan, Ohio State, like I just didn't think Michigan was going to win because like they didn't have Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo anymore, just coming off the edge, and they end up finding a way to win. But, like, when they played Georgia, like, those guys didn't matter at all. Like, they just skimmed around them. So, I don't think that's as big of a loss against Georgia. Um, Their defense is still really good. But Georgia, like, Georgia's got dudes. Like, they've got five stars all across their defense. But it's not, like, seven first-round draft picks like it was last year. So, I could see – and J.J. McCarthy finally showed against Ohio State. It took him the whole year. But he finally showed, or maybe they were saving him, like, why they benched Cade. And like he's, you know, he hit on some deep balls and he could, he could run like Cade can't. So I could see that potentially being like, I would pick Georgia to win, but I do think Michigan could keep it like within a touchdown and not get blown up by 20 or whatever it was last year. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I just, I'm I'm not there with you, which we, we can have this conversation later when, you know, the national title game comes around and we've seen um, the, 
semifinal games already, and it might not even be Georgia, Georgia and Michigan in the championship. But right now, the way it's lining up, that's what it's looking like. I mean, right? so, I know I picked them. I know I picked them to lose this week, but if USC is <laughs> at four, like I wouldn't be shocked if Caleb Williams just played like a man possessed and beat mm-hmm. Georgia. I wouldn't. Yeah, be surprised at all. Now, I was going to say before you said it that if there are two teams that could beat them, I do think it's Ohio State or USC. I think that those are the two teams that could just because of their offense. But then we saw a very high-powered offense, the number one offense in the country, go into Stanford Stadium uh, or Sanford Stadium and get absolutely shut down, right? Yeah. Hendon Hooker mm-hmm. was still healthy, and they got shut down. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes, and and we'll, we'll definitely have revisit this uh, later on after the semifinal games. But um, I and, do think, and I would prefer USC wins because, like, maybe USC is this way too. But Ohio State's so damn soft. Like yeah. that, mis- what happened in that Michigan game should not have happened. Like I, if it's Ohio State Georgia, I'm hammering Georgia. If it's USC Georgia, I would maybe, I'd think about USC potentially. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, I do see this this debate, you know, coming later on, um, and us having a pretty good one. So, um, other than that, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, um, I don't know if any of you follow Kansas high school football at all, but uh, the team I was coaching for this year made it all the way to the state title game and and lost to that darn private school from the east. So. Uh, but it was a fun season with them and pretty historical one. So, um, but that being said, thanks for listening. We'll come back at you next week and uh, um, get you caught up on the conference championship games.